Welcome to the show, Reverend Dr. Jonathan Augustine. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be with you. And please call me Jay. When I hear my government name, I, I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> please call me Jay. Thank we you will so call much. you Jay. No problem. Now, you speak a lot about racial reconciliation. And Dr. King talked about Sunday mornings being the most segregated hour. Are things better, improving, or about the same? We are, we are making strides to move forward. And certainly that has been a hallmark of my pastoral service. I appreciate you highlighting my work in New Orleans. I certainly have enjoyed the last five years of service here in Durham. Um, my work is always to bring people together around the biblical narrative, focusing on the fact that that which unites us is far greater than anything that could divide us. The social construct of race is something that was used deliberately to divide people. Uh, so I'm about bringing people together, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, uh, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of sexual orientation. We are all God's children. Jay, this is Tony Rexby, and I wanted to ask you about, we were talking about the, the fact that the Sunday morning worship hour had been so segregated for years. Now we're seeing across the broader church as well, more and more people are unchurched. Uh, I saw a survey the other day, 28% of Americans are not religiously affiliated. Uh, only 40% are Protestant, about 20% Catholic. Is this a problem within the predominantly black congregations as well? Are we losing members there as well as across the broader church spectrum? You know, rather than categorizing it as a problem, it certainly is something I have studied across the board. Uh, we, we are living in, a, in an era that people term the postmodern era, here in postmodernism, where there is more questioning of grand narratives than there is of accepting. Uh, when you think back about recent history, recent, I use that term relatively, but when you think 50 or so years ago, 60 years ago, the leadership of the civil rights movement, it's no accident it was a clergy person. It's no accident there were clergy people who were up front because religion was part of mainstream society. Now religion is almost an adjunct. Religion is, is almost a, an afterthought because people question grand narratives more so than accepting them. So rather than thinking of it as a problem, it's a reality of where we are and it's how we operate. And it helps us realistically to reach out to people who are unchurched and to show them something more than just salvation in the kingdom to come, to show them that the Church is fighting for their rights and social justice in the kingdom at hand. Now, in times so turbulent and so divided, how do we go about bringing people together, all kinds of people? Well, part of what we're doing this month, this is February. Uh, I welcome the Black History Month in America. It's a time of great celebration. I like to think about the Sankofa bird, the mythical Ghanaian bird, which is moving forward, but at the same time looking backward, celebrating the history of the past and building on that foundation. That is certainly something we're going to do over the course of the next four weeks at St. Joseph AME Church over in Durham. Uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to kick off February 4th, really in looking at the political engagement of the Church and the Black Church's history, but also celebrating the role the Black Church will have in moving forward. We're going to welcome Dr. Starsky Wilson, the president and CEO of the Children's Defense Fund, for what promises to be an awesome celebration. The week following that, we're going to put a spotlight on HBCUs, and in particular, North Carolina Central University, uh, a neighboring institution on the Fayetteville Street Corridor. We're welcoming Elsie uh, Cook-Holmes, who is the international president of Delta Sigma Theta, as our keynote speaker that morning. It promises to be absolutely wonderful as we raise funds uh, for the North Carolina Central University Foundation to hopefully help students. 
The third Sunday of the month, we're lifting up African Heritage Sunday. We're asking people to come and wear kente clothing. Our youth minister is going to preach. It's our traditional youth Sunday. It promises to be a time of great celebration. And the fourth Sunday of the month, which is so, so important, our Social Justice Sunday. That is going to be Souls to the Poles Sunday. We're welcoming the Reverend Dr. Ben Chavis, someone who certainly is no stranger to North Carolina, no stranger to national leadership, as our keynote speaker that morning. And we are going to caravan from St. Joseph over to North Carolina Central University Law School to vote in mass numbers because voting is so incredibly important. And thematically, that's part of our rollout. And that, of course, uh, corresponds to the early voting period in North Carolina. Absolutely. Particularly targeted that way. Absolutely. All right. Now, how can people get more information about events at the church? Thank you so much. We have we're on all platforms of social media, but a simple Google of St. Joseph AME Church. Our website is www.stjosephjosephame.org, and it will be wonderful to see individuals. We're at 2521 Fayetteville Street, right down the street from North Carolina Central University. Tony, do you have another question? Yeah, I I wanted to ask, over the years, have you seen the influence of Black History Month making a difference uh, in people's lives? Are they people becoming more aware of the need for racial reconciliation across the board? You know, Black History Month is really a time of celebration, looking back at the accomplishments of, of a group that has been socially marginalized and that has achieved in spite of. I think now the celebration of black history is more important than ever before, particularly because of efforts uh, we've seen in other southern states, and I'm deliberately not giving names, but other southern states to do away with efforts at diversity, equity, and inclusion, and black history and the celebration of black history certainly falls under part of that category. So uh, the celebration has certainly been appreciated in the past, I think because of the dangers that we're looking at now. It is appreciated even more so now, and it will be even more important going forward in the future. And I have to wonder, you are associated with the Duke Divinity School. Are you working any with uh, Dean Powery over at Duke Chapel this month? He is a wonderful individual, a a colleague who I care for deeply. Uh, Believe it or not, we go back to years and years ago when I was a seminarian. He came as a visiting professor then, and that's when I first had the opportunity to meet him. But a wonderful human being, an absolutely wonderful human being. Reverend Dr. J. Augustine, thank you so much. Augustine, Augustine Champ, Augustine, thank you so much. Think of the town in Florida. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. The joy has been mine. You all have a wonderful day.